0: section 11 of the sainted queens this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the sainted queens by unknown saint elizabeth queen of portugal chapter three the queen's religious observances her love of fasting her charities her industrial school at santarim the practice of religious duties was by no means the least arduous part of elizabeth's daily life she carried it far beyond the limits of mere obligation impelled to what must appear to many good people to have been excessive by the ardor of her devotional feeling and by her profound spirit of penitence not satisfied with reciting the divine office every day as it is in the breviary this holy queen also daily recited the office of the blessed virgin and of the dead she carried about with her on her journeys a portable oratory in charge of her chaplains and her clerks who chanted high mass every day in her presence she also attended the service of vespers every afternoon in her oratory but the extent to which she carried the practice of fasting seems to belong rather to the cloister of a severe order than to the court of a reigning sovereign during her husband's life she was not permitted to carry the severity of her practice as far as she wished but was obliged to restrict herself to three fast days in the week and to lent and advent and the eves of saints when she became free to follow her own inclination in this respect she kept every friday and saturday in the year individuals the vigils of the apostles of the holy virgin and of the saints to whom she had a special devotion as fast days on bread and water in like manner besides advent and lent she observed an additional lent in the year from st john baptist day june the twenty fourth to the assumption and yet a third called the lent of the angels from the assumption till st michael's day there could not have been thirty days in the year on which she tasted anything better than bread and water her piety also frequently incited her to visit holy places and churches served by religious communities distinguished for their devout lives the poor in the neighbourhood of these places and all along the road to them reaped a rich harvest from her bounty at such times indeed such was the reputation of her sanctity that many persons used to feign poverty for the occasion in order to receive a trifle from her hands the queen was a constant visitor of the sick smoothing their pillows for them and prescribing for their maladies for she had some skill that way. Among her poor friends she manifested a special compassion for those who were too high-spirited or too shy to ask for alms. She said that they were often worse off than the poor, and many of them she had the happiness of restoring to competence and their former position in society. She conferred many favors on poor young women by clothing them and settling dowries upon them to facilitate their marriage and all this was accomplished with as much secrecy as was possible for this holy lady shrank from the whisper of her own praises in her many journeys about her kingdom no sick or poor person and no prisoner had to complain of being overlooked by the queen in her charities and her alms nor among the useful applications of her income did she refuse to reckon assistance given to various public works such as churches hospitals bridges and fountains Nothing in short that had for its object the good of her people failed to secure her cooperation during holy week she redoubled her alms and her works of mercy on on Monday Sunday she washed the feet of poor women the following day she distributed alms among a multitude of the poor and while attending the services of good Friday she manifested the grief of her soul at the remembrance of the passion and death of Jesus Christ the practice of frequently communicating was not so common as it is now we must therefore not be surprised to be told that elizabeth received holy communion only three times in the year at christmas easter and at pentecost it would be well if some of our daily communicants approached a little more nearly the perfection of her christian life among the religious foundations which owed their endowment to the charity of the queen there was one which has an especial interest for us as it seems to have anticipated the application of industrial training to the education of poor children a principle which has received the highest sanction in our own day the bishop of idania an episcopal see afterwards translated to garta had begun to build an hospital for the poor families in the town of Santarim, but finding himself on his deathbed before the hospital was finished He entreated the queen to take it under her patronage and fulfill his intentions for the love of God. Elizabeth readily undertook the duty thus bequeathed to her. The hospital was enlarged and more amply endowed, and became the home of poor foundlings. When the queen went down to visit them, she served them at table with her own hands. Under her directions, as soon as the children were old enough, they were taught useful trades by which they might earn their livelihood and as soon as they were able to do so they ceased to be a burden on the house until they fell sick when the hospital again took charge of them end of chapter 3 of saint elizabeth queen of portugal end of section 11